2: Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour I've Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I had me a good old time uh, hanging with a couple of my cousins, went over to Clearwater and uh, enjoyed a little jazz. They had a jazz dam on Friday night and Saturday night, didn't go Friday night, went Saturday night and just. Um, enjoyed the company, enjoyed just some time to, to chill and relax and enjoyed some really, really good music and I also got a see got a chance to see an old friend of mine. I, I went to school in Tampa, um and uh don't get a chance to see anybody over there that often but got a chance to see one of my um good friends over there and uh she was at the uh, Jazz Jam as well and so it was it was nice. I am uh don't get much downtime y'all so you know and i don't advise anybody to, to be like me you know but but i do say hey you know when you get some time and you get a chance to spend it with some good family and friends and enjoy some good weather and enjoy some g- good music and all that you know that's a great combination you know take advantage of that so but anyway today second Monday of the month is mortgage Monday now um our handyman, John Robinson, is not able to be with us today. We're going to try to get him another time. He is in an area doing work, as he's always doing, uh, but uh, the reception is not the best over where he is, so uh, he's going to join us another day. Uh, Jabir Najer, Riazhan Workers he, he will be with us probably around 1145, so uh, if you have your questions ready, or you need to get some ready you have a few minutes and the number to call in is 516-387-1944 um and you know i think i've mentioned this is well it's national uh home ownership month there's a bunch of stuff going on and by the way hey don't forget father's day and i'm, I'm working on trying to get some fathers on to kind of give us some insight in terms of uh, the things that they're going through right now but um it's Father's Day this month. It's also uh, it's also Black Music Month, and we're going to have on, uh, and I can't tell you when. It may even be as soon as tomorrow, but we're going to have on some music royalty uh, to, to talk about um, their uh, time in the business and what they've done and who they've worked with and give us a little perspective on um, black music then and now. So uh, mm-hmm. make sure you're tuned in to, to join us for that. Uh, so we we have that as well. Um, but anyway, you know, Gretchen, oh.
1: how are you yes. today? I'm on.
2: I'm good. Hey, this is the <laughs> mighty Princess Cooper, CEO. I've never had so good entertainment networks and sports networks. I tried texting the,
1: you. <laughs> say what? I tried texting you to say, hey, I'm available. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, cool, cool. Yeah. No, I'm I'm using
2: that um <laughs> that thing. Um, it gives me grief sometimes,
1: but anyway, how are you doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. And that's really what I wanted to to talk about. You know, it was national gun violence awareness, um, week, last week and day, I think on June 2nd. Um, and, um, I got a chance to be a part of a, an event on Saturday, um, Um, Moms Demand Action, and they're all mothers who have lost their children to gun violence, Um, and they did a march, and um, it was just really powerful. Um, About 10 or 15 of them, you know, got in front of the event, how they lost their son, when they lost their son, and some were just as, you know— recent as you know six months ago some were as recent as 16 years ago but they still all have the same emotion and pain and here in Columbia South Carolina last week a 14 year old was in a 7-eleven store and he looked like he was trying to take a bottle of water but he put it back and um he left the store but the owner and the owner's son um uh, chased him out of the store, and he did run. And um, the owners, uh, the owners shot him, the young man, the fourteen-year-old um, African American boy, in the back and killed him. And um, oh, no. and he has been arrested for um, murder, of course. Um, and there was another gun found in the vicinity, but they can't tie it to the young man. Um, but the sheriff has is, has said it doesn't matter. He shot the young man, the 14-year-old man, in the back. And we had the funeral mm. at Second Nazareth on Saturday. Um, CBS News contacted, was trying to get it They nationally. They wanted to live stream, and they did. Um, so it brought national attention. Um, and the mm. mother's soul was not at rest at that funeral, Gretchen. She was up and down the entire time, um, And when they closed the casket, she went back up there to say bye to her young 14-year-old son. Um, We have got to do better in this community and in the world, in the nation, about gun violence and and the fact that it takes our young people away. And that's what the march was about on Saturday. The march started at 9 a.m. The funeral was at 12 12 p.m. So... Mm -hmm. uh, You know, the police department came to our event and then, of course, made sure that they were there at the funeral.
2: Well, thank you for giving me a heads up on that, because I don't care if it was the second. This is not a one and done type of thing. And I'm real sorry uh, that I didn't know, but I'm more sorry about her loss. And, and, you know, yeah, we do have to do something about the gun violence. It's it's insane, and, and no other country has it. The way we have it I mean We we talk about Different things In other countries And and say how barbarian they are It's this You know No I think we're leading the way And We've got to Put a stop to it I do too And I
1: know that there was history Within this particular store That you know Kids were coming in And mm -hmm. and doing some unruly things And I I think that That owner finally said I had enough But having a You know um, having enough and being frustrated I don't think includes following a young boy outside the store and shooting him in the parking lot. I don't think it includes that. And um, mm-hmm. and now his life is lost forever cause, because he's he's not out of jail, and mm-hmm. I don't think he will
2: be. Yeah, because that's the thing is, is uh, people need to take a breath before they pull triggers mm-hmm. or do Anything, uh, you know, that's you know reflex or or impulsive or even stupid for that matter. I mean, and I'm I'm thinking the thing I'm thinking of that has really gotten me this weekend. You know, it's not gun violence, but just not valuing our kids. Period. Yeah. Not valuing our kids. We've had a couple of incidents. Uh, one there's reported that a woman left her car, left her kids in the car while she went, she's a preacher, went to preach mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. Uh, that's, that's what's going on. But the one that really got me, and it's been on national news, uh, and I, you know, I, I want to it, – I want to have some sort of compassion or sympathy for this mom and it's hard. But she supposedly left her kids in the car to go with someone else to help shop list. Did you hear about that?
1: So No correction. Did, no, I didn't hear about that one. No.
2: Yeah, well that's that's made national news. So she's gone in supposedly to help someone shoplift, and while she is in there, her kids are in a car, and supposedly a car next to them caught on fire, and then that car that the kids are in oh my. caught on fire while she's in there trying to help someone shoplift. Supposedly. Oh wow! You know. They got burned while she's in there. It's shoplifting. Now I know times are hard financially. I mean, seriously, I do understand that. But my goodness, uh, you got lives that are more valuable than money in that car. You know, and, and you know, mm-hmm. even if the car didn't catch on fire, something else could have happened. It's, it's just, you know, don't don't do that. It's, you know, and unfortunately, I, I hate to say, it, but both of those women, you know, women of color, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that just gives us a bad rap.
1: So. Yeah, Gretchen, it, it gives us a bad rap. And I, I don't know what happens to our decision-making pro- process. I really don't. Um, but somewhere down the line, we, we really just missed the boat on some of that you know um, the decision first of all to to shoplift okay what is what is that about Um, I don't know Gretchen I I don't want to belittle that person but we've got to make better better decisions and we are definitely we've got to make better decisions Um, and the first thing is how do we decide that that's an option you know because we have we not so been much, exposed well, to anything else?
2: In, 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 in that one case, I think, and we've got to stop it. We put so much pressure on women to have to have a man to the point that mm. we're doing stupid stuff. Because we have to, you know, we're, we're, we're not complete without a man, which is not right. <laughs> I want to say something else. Which is crazy. It, which
1: is crazy that's, not that's right.
2: That's not right. Okay. Yeah. Cause let me let me let me let me clarify something. Women. We you know, we need we people need each other. Okay, let's just put it this way. People need each other. But in terms of a man needing a woman or a woman needing a man, you got to remember God put man on earth first and then de- then decided it was not good for man to be alone. It puts a woman on earth to help the man. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So because of that, we can't follow certain decisions that men make because we are supposed to be of help. Not You know, we're supposed to be of help. We're not supposed to enable poor choices. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. We are not supposed to enable poor choices. We are supposed to help men be better. Not enable poor choices. So please remember that. So no, you it is not necessary that you have a man. It's definitely not necessary that you have a stupid or ignorant or criminal man. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And you don't put the man before your children who are not adults. They don't have knowledge. They they are not fully formed. It is on you to be better and be of a guide and support and of instruction and, and, and nurture our children because the children are the ones, in turn, when we get old, that our our doctors and lawyers and and all types of other professions and, and professional services that help us when we get old. Don't you want to make sure that these children are on the right path?
1: Hmm. And
2: how are they going to get there if you don't help them get on the right path and keep them on the right path? You know, we got to stop this short term thinking. It just
1: doesn't work Yeah It does not It does not And I don't know Gretchen But um, um, our our future or our current status where it it concerns gun violence um, um, needs to come to a halt for sure. And 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 again a shout out to the Wiley Kennedy Foundation, which I is my client, but also, you know, mom's demand action um and how they came together with to the police department who on the two mile walk and can and stayed the almost entire time so um
0: mm. of the
1: event and a shout out to Ernest Pugh, gospel singer, who stopped by and um and okay. well not stopped by, he was scheduled, you know, to be there. I, I think your mm. guest is here. But I did want to talk about the 14-year-old, gosh, and, and gosh, I can't remember the young man's name, but I, I think it's Carl Mack. But um, I, I will I definitely post that on your your Facebook, Geez Power Our page, 14 years old, and was Thank accused you. of stealing a, a, a bottle of water and was shot to death. A so. bottle of water, and oh, one life is
2: gone right. and one's messed up for life over a bottle of water.
1: And he shot the young man, the 14-year-old in the back, you know. So he was running away. He was running away. But uh, yeah. let's turn it to something, that, you know, some more educational stuff. I just, that was heavy on my heart this morning, Gretchen, and I wanted to um, share with
2: you and your Thank listeners. you for sharing. Definitely. Thank uh,
1: anytime. Anytime.
2: So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk with Jabir Najera, Rise On Mortgage. When we come back, if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back.
1: Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Hi, I'm Tim Gareth. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the yard with And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax, and chill out it's smooth it's relaxing it's chill out jazz the soulful mix of smooth jazz soul and smooth r and b so join me every wednesday night 10 p.m to midnight on kham radio are you chillin
2: Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. i never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And I want to thank Princess again for uh, sharing that story with us. And um, we do need um, to – I was thinking about already doing a show about not being a victim. It was in a different category, but I think maybe I'll do a couple of shows about not being a victim because we've got to stop being a victim, we gotta stop allowing certain things to happen to us and there's ways we have to do that and we need to look into it and we need to have some dialogues about that. So hopefully maybe I'll do something a little later this month on that. But in the meantime, it is Mortgage Monday. It is National Home Ownership Month, and we are having a discussion with Jabir Najir of Raijan Mortgage this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gretchen. I am doing good.
0: It is a Monday morning and looking forward to a productive week. How about yourself?
2: Uh, same here, same here. A little productive. Um, I actually got a little off time later on in the week, um, but, you know, it, I, I still have to mix a little business with with the pleasure, you know, a little business, a little pleasure, and a little back to a little right, business. Right, right. But, but it's the it's, it's, <laughs> thing balance. about being in Florida, it's easy to do. <laughs> it's right, easy right, to, yeah, no, that, that, that it's, is true. It's easy, it's easy to forget about business and just, you know, worry about the pleasure, but you know, you you, you kind of have to balance it out. So. So anyway, what's going on? How are we doing? What is happening with uh uh let's just go ahead and talk about our mortgage rates here.
0: Great. Well, there has been a lot going on since uh we last spoke um <clears throat> I'm trying to remember I mean, there's so much going on <laughs> so I what yeah, we were there's a time. lot going uh, on rates because I know that we did have a um a dip in rates, I think maybe around the time that we um last spoke in the beginning of May, and mm-hmm. then shortly after the rates just starts to take off, so as of today, the uh the national average is uh, six point nine percent for the national average uh, on interest rates. On, on the, the third year, uh, six point nine. So okay, we yeah we started to go up to seven or I think we may have officially hit seven. National has a national average um, earlier this year, maybe late last year. We started to come all the way down. At one point, we were low sixes, almost five, and then we just shot back up and. Part of that is due to certain reports that have come out, and mm-hmm. one of the most recent things was the uh, the job the job uh, numbers that came out um,
2: right, uh, on Friday last week. Yeah,
0: so mm-hmm. I know the stuff that sounds great. We're adding jobs to the economy. The economy is going is doing strong, but we have to remember that one of the things that the Feds are trying to do is weaken the economy. And the reason they're trying to weaken the economy, they're saying, hey, things are just going too strong. You know, prices are up, mm-hmm. everybody's quitting jobs because another job is off from 10% more, 20% more. Sometimes people are doubling their salaries, going to different, different, um, different, uh, going to another employer. Um, and because of that, because everybody for a long time is making a lot more money, prices of everything have gone up, from groceries mm-hmm. to cars to, of course, houses. They're so like, hey, yeah. well, this is crazy. we got to find a way to slow this down. So whenever um, the feds are increasing the rates and which they're going, they're, they're going to announce the new rate hike, um, well, some people thought that maybe they may pause it for a very long time in June. But now, according well, to a um, survey, right, so now because of that, the survey shows that people are expecting the, the, um, the feds to increase the rates now because the feds are going to say, hey, what's going on? We're trying to slow things down, but <laughs> it seems like this is not affecting you at all. So um, that's what caused a uh, pretty sharp increase in the rates over the last – it was slowly increasing throughout May, but definitely last week was um, was pretty strong a week for – well, i say strong week for rates increasing. Um, yeah, so we have to see what happens uh, when the feds make their announcement this month for the rates.
2: So let me ask you something. Um, FHA has certain guidelines. Most people that I know, they they go, they do FHA financing. But right. FHA has certain guidelines, and I'd kind of like for you to talk about them because I have some concerns. I have houses that I've been showing. That, first of all, there's not that much out there, but I have houses that I've been showing that I'm not sure even though someone will put on the listing that it will, you know, that it qualifies for FHA financing, I'm not sure if it meets FHA stand, standards. I've been to at least three of them where you look at the pictures on the listing and they look nice, um, although I have to say all of them are looking relatively the same. Or they, they look nice. They look like they've got good flooring, good fixtures, you know, but they're all kind of looking a little vanilla so to speak. right? Um, but when you go in to these nice-looking places and stuff and you walk on the floors, it's like there's a dip in one area and then it's raised up in another area. And it's like uh, the saying that I hear that people talk about putting lipstick on a pig, then that right. looks like what what some of these owners have done on these houses. And I wanted to find out, would something like that really pass s h a inspection
0: it would um but really i i I say that, but every situation every situation is a little different so f h a is very big on the safety of the home, so let's just say that um the 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 um appraiser who goes in there because typically for f h a we don't actually even though we recommend that all buyers get a an inspection for fha fha is really looking at the appraiser if the appraisers note note something in the appraisal uh that there's a concern about whatever it may be whether it's a pipe electric uh the uh wiring uh the flooring whatever then that's where the underwriter will say okay we need an inspection but you actually don't need FHA does not actually need to see the home inspection to approve the loan. Now, when it comes to the appraiser, the appraiser has to notate if he believe he or she believes that there is a safety issue there. So if you're walking, there's a dip and let's just say that you're walking and the floors are, the foundation is concrete. That may just be an issue with the padding they put underneath the floor. It may be just that the quality of the wood is that they put down is very poor that would not be considered a safety issue now let's just say that um you're on the second floor and you know that the floors uh or it could even be a a one-story home where the home is on a foundation and um, on brick foundation and the foundation is actually built out of uh out of wood well if the if this if the inspector is walking and there's a dip now there may be a concern that okay is the um support beam is it rottening and then That could be a safety issue where at that point the appraiser will state that they need somebody to go underneath the home to confirm that there's not an issue with the support beam so it's really kind of hard to say all all floors that have a dip when you walk in it won't won't pass fha um it it, it, it's it, it could be determined on multiple factors but the appraiser who actually is at the home would have to state that there's a safety concern Like for example, um, I have had issues where uh, uh, somebody was rehabbing a home, and mm-hmm. let's just say they tore up the carpet. Let's just say that the hallway is um, is tile, and there was carpet in the room. So they actually tore up the carpet to put more carpet down. Simple job. Somebody comes in there, and knocks out a carpet job in no time. I mean, you pre they, a, a, a professional probably knock out the carpet job. And, while somebody takes a lunch break, in, in one room. Um, but as small of a job as that may seem to any contractor, even somebody who's doing a rehab on the home, if there's a lip going from the room to the hallway that somebody could possibly trip, then FHA will not pass that. You have to put flooring down to make sure there's not a lip that somebody could possibly be a tripping hazard. Um, I've had where one one tile is missing in a hallway, and FHA mm-hmm. would not approve that. But... You know, wow. so, and I say, I have to say, because you talk about dipping in the floor, if it's not a tripping mm-hmm. hazard and maybe just the quality of the wood that they put down, or maybe the padding isn't even, that's not necessarily considered a safety hazard for FHA. That's just considered, you know, um, maybe something wasn't put down correctly, but it's not a safety hazard.
2: Uh, definitely wasn't put down correctly. I mean, it's, to me, just to me, and I, you know, I don't know, I'm not a professional, but it's almost like Someone just laid flooring across sand, <laughs> you know, it right, right. didn't, yeah, didn't level out the that, sand or something like that. Yeah.
0: Right. That's one of the things that I have to either see pictures of or see in person or maybe even just pictures Um, because the better way to look at it when it comes to FHA is, is it safe or not, as opposed to is it quality or not?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you will have a brand-new home that was built from ground up that is not a quality mm-hmm. home at all. And sometimes even the right. person buying the home they'll go, okay, this isn't the best quality home, but this is the home that this builder is building that I can afford, and they'll, they'll take it. But that home may not last 100 years like other homes that are built that are made to last 100 years. Um, right. That owner may know, like, hey, listen, in 20 years we're going to have some major issues with this home because it's not that quality of a home. But at the time of purchase, it's considered to be a safe home. So. I think it's better to look at it as being qual. Is is it safety? Is it safe as opposed to is it a quality job? Was this done with the best craftsmanship?
2: Right, but if if there if you're for example, it's got flooring and there's other issues underneath. There's hardly a way sometimes to tell whether or not there's a a quality. You know that there is just maybe you know a shoddy job versus an actual quality issue something that you you know down the road and you know unfortunately one of the things that that we've been having lately is is people who are not or or disclosing everything or are refusing to disclose it to disclose stuff especially it seems if if they've been an investor and they say well you know we didn't live, live live there so we don't know what's going on and I know and I know you say that it does there does not necessarily have to be an inspection I personally just after you know being in business over twenty years I have to recommend an, an inspection just for my conscience sake just so that stuff doesn't come back come back and bite my buyers you know and you know where um All right. i mean so I, I just I just think it's, it's necessary I know I wouldn't buy a Buy a property without a home inspection at all. There's no way.
0: Right, no, I, I definitely, yeah, we definitely recommend it to all of our clients. <clears throat> and it's actually part of the FHA disclosures that that we send out to them. That FHA is the FHA official document that says that an inspection is not required. However, for your safety, we recommend that you have a home inspection um, because situations like that. But it's, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, you all have to kind of know the person you purchased the home from was it somebody who it, it, there's no way to truly tell to be honest with you, but, but was it somebody yeah. who's been in the home for ten years that looks like they really care for the home you know inside and out versus is it a um, an investor who bought the home 60 days ago and you look at the previous pictures and you see how that the home was in very bad position conditions. And 45 days later, the home was up for sale. Not saying that that investor couldn't have a great couldn't have had a great team that came in there and fixed up the home, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: many times a lot of investors are looking for the quickest way to cut corners, get a home looking good, and put it for sale. Put it up for sale. So, and there are certain things the inspector would probably never be able to find. I mean, there are certain things that moisture detectors and things like that. But let's just say that. Their, the, the home had a mold issue, but, you know, the 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 inspector, I'm sorry, the um, the investor, they didn't actually tear out as much of the drywall as they should have to make sure that all the mold was Im- eliminated. They only tore out the part that was very bad, replaced that drywall, and painted over everything else. You may not find that out, that it was incorrectly fixed for years, uh, maybe never. And then you have a mm-hmm. whole issue of mold going going behind your home, going on behind the walls. So, you know, it, it, there's no way that you could ever truly tell. I mean, I, I had a friend that recently purchased a home, and I laugh. It's not a laugh in matter, but brand new home. Like literally, they moved into the home when the home was less than two weeks old, and uh, somebody upstairs taking a shower, and they looked downstairs, and the whole downstairs was flooding with water. This is a brand-new home. So sometimes people are like, oh, you have to get a brand-new home, but this is a builder that literally – that that's one of the first showers that were ever taken in that home, and the whole bottom floor was leaking because the pipes weren't connected correctly in the walls. So it was just leaking from the second floor all the way down to the first. So, I mean, it doesn't wow. even have to be that it's a, a, um, a, a home that is a resale. It could be a brand-new home, and just the builder or the contractor, or the builder – hire just didn't do a great job.
2: We are talking with Jabir Najir of Raijan Mortgages, Mortgage Monday, and if you have any questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. We're going to take a quick break. This is Deed's Power Hour I've Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Yeah. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are on uh, with Jabir Najir of Rajan Mortgage. This is National Home Ownership Month. And uh, we're just talking a little bit about, well, we talked about mortgage rates, but we were talking about some other um, home-related issues. And if you have questions or comments, you want You have a story you might want to share. The number is 516-387-1944. So, Jabir, I one of the things I've noticed too is that um you know fewer homes still overpriced for uh I mean it's it's just kind of crazy out there but um you have customers that you pre-approve for a certain amount of time usually how long is that is that 60 days
0: um <clears throat> excuse me uh i like to say 90 uh but i say 90 with uh, a little bit of hesitation there and the reason is because um situ well let me back up so normally if, if we have a file uh the credit report uh for most lender i mean with fannie mae and fha will go over 120 days uh so normally if we could get it in at that 120 day mark we should be fine with that report but the reason I say is because situations do change a lot when it comes Mm -hmm. to in this environment so we've had people that we pre-approved and then their credit may change um, over the over 90 days Um, right now a lot of people are relying on their credit credit cards a lot more than they have in the past so even if you're paying your credit cards on time if you if you have a month, we get to actually charge up a lot of stuff on the credit card. It could cause your credit score to drop, and it could actually increase your debt-to-income ratio because now your balances are higher. So, if it's somebody that I could see that they're they're fairly consistent, then I mean, uh, with their how they manage their credit and their low, well, then you know I think they should still be at at 90 days. But I mean, anything after that would definitely say that you need to go through. Updating the credit again if if they're- if they're still looking just to make sure everything is is solved. because we have had situations where somebody found a home you know ninety nine days later and then if we update the credit or we update anything, then mm-hmm. now they no longer they're no longer approved
2: right right so i I guess that's one of the things I'm wondering too is like if you got preapproved uh, 90 days ago. Um, now, I mean, do, are you does this uh, pre-approval still work for you? Even though the mortgage rates may have changed or some other things may have changed, you know, are you are you still do you still, uh, I guess, abide by the the initial agreement of that approval? So.
0: You said if they're still buying by the initial. Agreement. Right,
2: like you know, like say they got pre-approved. Let's just say eighty-nine days ago, or whatever. Um, but things have changed. The mortgage rate has changed. The um, the the uh, cost of the house has probably changed too. Or, or you know, or what's available out there has has changed, and everything. Um, do do you require that they have to bring all of that stuff back in again? You know, pre- proof of income um you know pay uh, statements or whatever bank statements uh tax statements and and all of that type of stuff
0: well keep in mind that we there's certain things that that won't change that quickly like their w20 taxes <clears throat> so we we have that on file already because we've already pre-approved you so normally the most that we'll need is updated um pay stubs and updated bank statements <clears throat> um everything else um from id and everything that will be you know, you, you that that's pretty much the same. So it's just usually bank statements and, um, and and pay stubs. And to back up, because I um, I know that I mentioned, earlier, right, I think I may have mentioned 100. And, I'm not even sure why I mentioned when it comes to the credit report. But with Fannie Mae, um, it is the the credit report is good for up to 120 days, and that's why I mentioned 90 days, 99 days a little earlier, okay. is because say that you find a home on the 90th day then we can still use that credit report because that credit report, it could be as long as it's no older than 120 days at the time that of closing, then we're good. Now, there is a chance that if we get to a hundred and let's just say 15 days that that credit report, you know, the age of the credit report, there's a good chance that the lender may still say, Hey, we're too close to the expiration date. Just update the credit, the credit report. But typically, um, you know, as long as we close, before the credit report is 120 days old then you should be good which means that you know it doesn't necessarily mean you have 120 days to find a home we actually have to close by that period
2: of time yeah right after that just many just will accept it yeah right that's still good to know because it's important to keep track of the timeline um you know and because i think that Uh, we just think, well, if we did it at the beginning, you know, we're we're golden and it's a matter of knowing what the timeline is, you know, it's from this point, not from that point. But um, the reason I was asking that too, because it's already, you know, frustrating, I guess, in a way to having to to do all of that in the beginning and then, you know, not being able to find something in that period of time or having to, to... you know, do more compromising than you thought you'd have to do within that period of time and then having to start, almost start the process over again. All over again, right.
0: Yeah, I think the other thing that um, other than credit is just, you know, the interest rates in the past where interest rates are, were um, a little bit more consistent from week to week. I was not really so concerned back then and, you know, if I pre-qualify somebody for a loan, let's just say May 1st, will they still qualify for that price point June 15th? But Mm -hmm. now because of how high the interest rates are, how high the prices are, people are pushing their max limits a lot more than they were three years ago, for example. And then, Mm -hmm. yes, rates may be 6.5% today, it may be 7%, you know, two weeks from now, and then if somebody were to tell me that rates will be the average rate will be seven point seven five by end of the summer, I would not I wouldn't doubt it. And now if you ask me that uh literally a year ago I'll tell you yeah, right, there's no way we're gonna hit almost eight percent. And now it's like, you know what? We could possibly see eight percent as being normal. Um, I mean this year. Mm-hmm. I mean it could be this yeah. summer actually. So you know, if I pre qualify somebody for six today and rates are 6.9% on average, there doesn't necessarily mean in July that I can still qualify them for that loan anymore.
2: Yeah. But I still want to encourage everybody just because, uh, let's just be clear, just because the rate may be up right now or it's more than some rates have been, but it's also a lot lower than other rates have been. Um, Like I mentioned before, uh, in years past, like when my parents were buying a home, uh, we were looking at anywhere between 18 and 22 percent of the value for the loan. Um, you know, so but the thing is, doing what what is necessary to get into these properties because once you have ownership of a property, that is wealth that you are building for you and possibly for your future uh generations, but right now it's more it's important if you can if it's something that you, you desire to to own your own home is the best thing to go ahead right now and make the purchase, knowing that there are other possible options later there could be a possible option of uh selling it again, there could be a possible option of uh refinancing it once the rate goes down there, there could there's other possibilities there's other options but you have nothing banked you know if you don't have some sort of property that you can hold on to that you can use to create wealth you know whether it's you know just sitting on it and, and living in it or you know some income property that you're renting out is, is still the best thing to go ahead if possible, and make a purchase. So.
0: Yes, and keep in mind that rates will eventually – if you find a home that you that you love today, I don't want to discourage you from purchasing that home because rates will eventually fall again. But, you know, and the feds have mentioned it as well, that they will start to cut rates, but they just really need to slow this – growth down quite a bit, And <clears throat> let's say growth, growth in prices, growth, just inflation down. Uh, let me, you know. So once that happens, mm-hmm. the rates will be reduced. And you can always go back and refinance to lower, lower the payment. So if you find a home that, you know, in an area that you've been wanting, you know, you would love to live in for a very long time, I hate for you to pass up on that on that opportunity because of the current rate, which is temporary. Um, but that home, once it's sold, that new owner may live in the home for the next five to 30 years, and you may not have the mm-hmm. opportunity to ever purchase that home again. So, you know, just something to, to throw out there that, you know, rates will eventually lower. And just like uh, you just mentioned, Gretchen, um, I think that for a very long time we got sold used, especially during the pandemic when they cut rates to pretty much uh, almost zero. And as a result, mm-hmm. the mortgage rates were, you know, point seven five to three and a quarter for so long right we get so used to that and we think that and just that quick quickly uh we feel like that's the norm but that's just something that is i'm not going to say once in a lifetime because you know who knows what the future will bring but it's not a norm it was done that way due to a certain major actually in this case a worldwide event that took place that caused the feds to drop the race that low Um, Mm -hmm. So we had to have a major event again in order for them to drop the rate that low. Um, So the race that we're at right now is not so far out of the normal range if you look at the last 20 years, for example. You know, we had a different rates back in – or major dip, I would say, back in 2010-ish, 11-ish, when, you know, everything was at a standstill. They were trying to, you know – encourage the market to start buying and borrowing again. But um, it's not something that happens that often when you look at the full, history, you know, a long history of, of rates.
2: We're going to take this last, our last break. But before we go, I wanted to just run this by everybody. For those of you that are, are still uh, renting and not considering uh, purchasing right now, uh, there was a bill signed Friday by Florida's governor, um, that might uh, have fees instead of security deposits from renters. The bill is HB 133. Uh, Lawmakers uh, approved in April. um, This is one of 12 measures that the governor signed Friday. Um, Under the bill, landlords would be able to offer the option of paying monthly fees instead of security deposits, though landlords would not be required to do so. So it's something that you may want to check this, if you are renting to see if your landlord is open to doing and, and doing the uh, monthly fees instead of the security deposits, and figure out which is uh, of that work which works better for you. So just wanted to to run that by you. I will try to see if I can post this on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. But even if I don't, go and look up HB one thirty three, House Bill one thirty three. Okay? This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back.
0: This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families.
2: Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet or some other fundraising event need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At Our Gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call Our Gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good. Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we're here. We're here with Jabeer Nazer, Raijan Mortgage. If you have questions or comments, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. Have you seen increases, Jabir, in terms of new home uh, loans?
0: Um. No, I can't say that I've had an increase in new home loans, but I'll probably say that there's been a lot more people that's interested in the new home loans. Um, Well, I'm I'm saying that, but I'm thinking I may take that back a little bit. I think people are always interested Mm -hmm. in new home loans or the new homes, I should say. Um, Uh But one thing that may cause certain people to turn the other way is sometimes it could be a little bit more expensive, uh, Mm -hmm. for that, because, um, especially in Florida, there's certain things that the builder doesn't pay for the documents on the mortgage. Um, I'm sorry, the documents on the D, which is usually a seller cost the estimated taxes are higher for that first year, because there's not an official tax bill. There's certain HOA transfer fees. So it could definitely end up costing a few thousand dollars extra out of pocket to purchase that home. Yeah, you know, somebody mm-hmm. would say that same home has a resale the following year. So sometimes when people are putting up a position, they say, you know, let me just see what kind of deal they could get with a uh, a resale as opposed to a brand new home. But um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm as you're asking that question, I'm not sure if I'm getting more new home purchases. I've recently had a, a few, but that's just may I'm not sure if I would say that's a norm right now. That just may have just been for last month. I just had a. A little bit more on
2: the uh, new home side. Mm-hmm. I was just curious, just for the simple reason, like I mentioned, it's like trying to find existing homes for some people in certain categories is almost, is really almost impossible, you know. And, and you know, I've had customers where I was like, "Well, you know, the the same the same old homes are, are still listed, and in some cases, they're no longer listed. You know, someone's got them." Uh, have a con- under contract, you know, and then so looking at the alternatives in terms of new homes, uh, you know, you, if there's just so much. And I know usually also, too, a lot of, well, I say usually, but a lot of people go through the um, builder to get a loan. But, you know, I know sometimes, too, they get pre-approved and go with someone outside, you know, so that's why I was curious in terms of had you seen that. Um Tell me something. It, you know, we it's been a year since the last uh National Home Ownership Month. Do you see any particular trends that have changed in the last year or so? That have affected your business or affected uh the ability for the consumer to you um, get a mortgage to purchase a home? Hello?
0: Oh, oh no. sorry, I just realized. That's Can it. you hear me now? Okay. okay. Um yeah, as as far as the um as far as the ability to purchase or, you know, as far as guidelines, uh, no, there hasn't been anything that really made things that much more difficult when it comes to the standard loan programs, you know, your FHA conventional, those type of things. Um and it have actually recently um released a new program that actually helps a lot of buyers on the conventional side, where we have the 1% down program now. So that actually makes things a little bit easier. Um, now, you do have to be uh, at 80% below of the area median income, but there is the 1% down program for conventional loans. Um, so that makes things a little easier. The thing that kind up of a little bit is the non-QM um, the loan, the non-qualified mortgage loans. So I know we mention those every once in a while, especially when it comes to people who are self-employed, like the bank statement loan programs, the uh, DSCR loan program for investors. If you can't prove your income, but the property will cash flow, that program allowed investors to put money down, and we just use the income from the property to qualify them. Those programs tightened up a little bit. As far as the down payment required, they've probably been reduced by, or the down payment required has probably been increased by about 5%. Which is, you know, when you're you're talking about a, you know, let's just say even a $400,000 home, uh, 5% is $20,000. So it's not a little bit of money when it comes to the additional down payment. Um, The one thing that I would probably say is the biggest challenge is really the increase in the interest rates. So maybe around last year, around this time, there was a little bit of a um, uh, challenge a lot of buyers, and still now, but a lot of buyers uh, had to get used to the new higher interest rate environment. And this is back whenever they thought 4.5% was high. We <laughs> were like, 4.5%? Why so high? You know, so I think some people were probably just waiting on the sideline, but as rates are starting to increase. I, I think a lot of people are starting to accept the fact that like, hey, we're going to be in an increased rate environment for some time. So if you want a home anytime in the near future, that – you just have to move forward with the higher
2: rates. Sorry about Hello. that. No. <laughs> so, um, so what do you recommend uh for this month for people that are are wanting to purchase uh by the end of the year? Um I know you always talk about getting uh, your credit in, in shape, but are there other things that uh future homeowners should be um considering? Um, and also too, should they possibly be considering uh, purchasing multifamily uh, products like duplexes, triplexes, quads?
0: Yeah, I am a fan of multiplexes or multi family um, for the for the simple fact that you could put somebody in another unit or if you have multiple units, multiple units in order to have additional income coming in. So if you personally come across any type of hardship, at least the full mortgage responsibility is not on you, and mm-hmm. you have income coming in from the other units to help uh, supplement um, your income, or if you have no income, that hopefully it covers the full mortgage, if not the majority of the mortgage. And
1: mm-hmm. the great
0: thing is that it is one of the easiest ways to get into investment properties if you're purchasing using an FHA loan. Because the one thing to keep in mind with, whether you're purchasing a single-family home or fourplex, with FHAs always 3.5% down. So if you purchase an investment property, I mean, I'm sorry, if you purchase a multifamily uh, property 3.5% down, if you live in there for a year, then you decide, hey, you don't want to live in this triplex with two other people uh, anymore. You want to go buy a single-family residence. Now you Mm -hmm. move on. You purchase another single-family residence, and now you have three doors that you're receiving rent from on a monthly basis. So I think it's a um, I – th- I definitely think it's a great idea to get a multi-unit, especially if it's your first home, even easier mm-hmm. um, to get into multi-family unit for your first home.
2: And then my final question before we go, um, with the economy the way it is, um, you know, and we've you, got a new crop of – uh, you know, college students that have graduated uh, may not find immediate jobs in the job market, but at some point may find a job But still are saddled with the um, student loan. Um, so we've probably got some people considering going back home, maybe doing a multigenerational thing. Um, how can – do you take, for example, if they've gotten a part-time job, let's say, can you use their income – uh, along with the primary resident, you know, owner's income, uh, to in order to make a purchase on a new property, how does that work in terms of, who, you know, who can be con- whose income can be considered with the purchase? Well, typically we can
0: only use whoever's the income of whoever will be on the loan. So, and you have to look at it from the lender standpoint, um, if somebody's living with you and they're not on the loan It's just somebody say hey I, you could basically get 40 people say they're in a home and say hey look all this income I have coming in the uh um, mm-hmm. so they want to know that whoever is income is going to be used at are you know financially responsible by being on the on the loan now let's just say that this is something that a lot of people are not aware of let's just say that you are currently renting and you're going to purchase a home and you okay. don't have income to purchase on your own if that person, if your roommate has been paying you for their portion of rent, it's very important that they're actually paying you by check or some some way that we could produce coming from their account to your account on a regular basis. It just can't be like, oh, they just gave me cash every month. Because remember, okay. when it comes to loans, you have to be able to document everything, not like a letter just saying, hey, I received rent, because it's, there's no way to truly verify that. Um, if you can verify that your roommate has been giving you the check for $500, 1000 whatever their portion is, we can actually use that as border income with uh, – actually, conventional financing, uh, we use that as border income. So we can mm-hmm. say, okay, this, that person will write a letter saying they, they're they currently mm-hmm. paying you rent of X million dollars, and they will be moving into the new home with you. That is one way uh-huh. that we can actually use that income, even though they are not going to be on the uh, loan with you.
2: So some kind of payment trail, like um, if, if not a check, maybe a money order, or can you do something like, like PayPal?
0: Uh, PayPal will work. Um, I would probably but the, the the biggest thing with PayPal is that we have to prove that's coming from them. So they only provide okay. their history to show that they're actually pay giving you that money by PayPal. That's you why usually checks so are much. the are the easiest way, but PayPal will work. I know we gotta go though. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we got to go. But we can talk about that again later. But thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. i never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.